thought you would record everything. <laughs> now it's recording. Now it's recording. Okay. Well, I was just getting, you know, doing the warm up stuff. Uh, but warm you, up stuff is good. What you what you did, did there, you Steve, was pretty of good. Room tone. There's, there's very little room. <clears> tone I know. There. This is a great studio. It's cool. Yeah. Um, so we are recording. So if you want to just kind of do what you were just about to do, um, that would be awesome. Yeah. So. This is the first of a new kind of show that we're doing for the podcast called a designer deep dive. And uh, we're here with our first designer guest. We're very delighted and thrilled to be joined by Omari Akil, designer extraordinaire, also CEO, uh, musician, DJ, content creator of all kinds. Um, advocate. Think, yes, advocate. Advocate. I mean, yes. it seems like that's like a big, uh, big Ooh. word I would use to... Yeah. to to describe some of the things that I've seen you you do on online. We're here in Durham. We should mention that yes, too. Yes, we're here at um, Queenie's. Shout yeah. out to Queenie's. We're at yeah. a really cool bar restaurant with a podcast studio in the back. Yeah, who to thunk? Yeah, pretty. we're living in the 21st century. It's incredible. It's a pretty magical place. Yeah. I'm really excited you guys asked me to do this. Oh, I'm yeah. so thrilled that you agreed to, to join us and chat about design and games and all the things that you're passionate about um those are a couple of things that we're passionate about all these things that steve just rattled off that you are you are ceo that's right of colorway game labs yes um formerly board game brothers that is it um designer of rap gods and hoop gods yep Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and maybe some others that that i'm that i'm skipping over um yeah there's uh a DJ Jazzy Jeff and Fresh Prince summertime game. Oh, uh, like that I did with WizKids, uh, and a Home Alone uh, game that I did, uh, I think last holiday season that came out. Uh, now it was a NECA company, which is mm. also associated with WizKids. I gotta check that out. I thought. Th- cool. Did I read also recently somewhere that you did some work on the Dark Quarter as yeah, well? Or I'm, I read. I'm, the- I'm working on that stuff currently. Okay. Okay. Yeah, for the Kickstarter that uh, recently ended. Okay, right. And that's, um, I remember hearing about that when it launched, but I don't know much about the game. What, what kind of a game yeah, is that? Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It's a, it's a hybrid digital board game. So okay. uh, the board game consists of basically a map of New Orleans because it's uh, sort of a fantasy murder mystery uh, uh-huh. game okay. uh, set in New Orleans. And you play out the story and you have character ability cards and uh, you're sort of monitoring their stats and you roll some dice to interact with the game. And the app gives you the narrative picture of like what's going on in the world so you have conversations with people you can choose Mm. what questions to ask them uh and have you know we get to kind of design in some gamey aspects to that some puzzles and things to sort out as you're going through the game so all around like really 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 cool interesting stuff and it was based on the system from destinies that was the first game that they uh lucky duck games designed uh and so van rider games sort of partnered with them on the dark quarter and yeah i get to be a part of that which is pretty so cool. are you using like real world data to kind of <laughs> in, influence the the sort of the the game play yeah the game play? sort of ish um so they hired me initially as a, a cultural consultant because i'm oh, okay. born and raised right. there right yeah um, you mentioned and so yeah we had a lot of conversations about just like what the game was and what they were trying to portray and so i was able to just you know give some feedback uh, and they used a lot of it, not everything, but uh, I think this it's is, a this cool is New game. Orleans. Yeah, it's yeah. in New Orleans. Yeah, I mean, I I assume that, that by the title of the game that, uh, but I don't <laughs> want to assume. So sure. I, I was sure. wanted to clarify. Yeah, clarify. It's, it's at New Orleans, and so um, yeah, it was it was just interesting to get yeah. to kind of work on a a project so different like that. Um, and then 
after sort of consulting with them, they asked me if I wanted to write some of the scenarios. So I'm trying it out. Uh, it's it's oh, actually awesome. a pretty cool process. Um, you have you know trying to make room and design for multiple story arcs because your decisions matter in the game and try and there's four different characters and having interesting things for them all to do and mm -hmm. and moving around the world yeah. uh, and and solve a, a mystery that might involve you know vampires or ghosts or werewolves there uh some voodoo appears obviously as well so incredible uh, so add writer fun. to the list i mean yeah a lot of it yeah because writing the dialogue mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. uh, narrative elements because you have to put descriptions for yeah. the places yeah, totally. um and i guess that's fair i did poetry for a long time oh okay actually great. uh not I guess not that that long ago I ran a poetry night uh, not too far from here. Oh, great, <laughs> great! So, a person but, of many talents. Yeah, and um, I you know that you we said advocate. It mm -hmm. seems like you're kind of like an in industry advocate for diversity, in increase of diversity and and representation in games. And so yeah. you're with this game project you were just mentioning. That's that's why you were brought in is because folks recognize that that your ability. Yeah, I think that area. was a part of it. And I think, you know, I, I came into the industry and I just provided a really different perspective. And I think that it interests a lot of people to just see what that's about. Um, and I don't know exactly what I'm like to work with. I'm sure it's a little crazy, but it's I think I do bring something really interesting to the table. And I'm approaching gaming and I'm approaching the way that I'm making games in a really cool way. Uh, and so people are interested in that and uh, I'm super thankful for it. And it's, you know, I'm kind of at the stage now where I'm getting more comfortable in what that is and what that looks like. We'd love to hear from you a little bit about like how you came to design, specifically game design, board game design, amongst all these other creative pursuits. Cause you seem like somebody who's had a lot of um, output in all of these different media, you know, like thinking about poetry you just mentioned, but I know you've done music in the past, et cetera. What about board game design and the and the art of design? Like, how did that come about for you? Yeah, um, yeah. I think it. I think I had to learn that it was going to be games uh, over a long process of figuring out a bunch of different things. Um, ultimately, like I've been a gamer since I was really young. I think a lot of us around my age kind of feel that. You know, if you got into it, like you really got into it, um, and I. I was attached to them and went to computer science thinking I was going to work in them. So, you know, the way that I thought about games changed and I started understanding how they worked um, and potentially how to create them. And and I think from that point and perspective, I was just like thinking about games all the time because I was playing them so much and thinking about how they worked and how they were designed. And I was just learning all these other skills and talents and just kind of understanding what I could do uh, in in different communities. Mm -hmm. um, that's just been big for me too, just like exploring community. And the combination of all of that at the end of the day was like, okay, well, I need what's a really good community, something that I'm passionate about, that I've been passionate about and never really pursued seriously. Um, and yeah, I was actually my last job at, at UNC. Uh, that was all happening and I was like, you know what, I think I think it's going to be games. Uh, my brother had come to me with this cool hip-hop game idea, mm. and it was like, I don't know, it's now or never. What games were inspirational for you in a way that is informing you today, right? The work that you're doing today, were there games that you, you played that that gave you yeah. a, a, this 
desire to engage in the way that you're engaging in the industry now? I mean, there are so many, but like if I could go back to like some of the first, um, there was this really, 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 I, I don't know if I could find it now. It was a DOS game mm. uh, called, and I'm not even sure if this was the entire <laughs> name, but sure. I think it was just called Ants. Uh, okay. And you were effectively in control of one ant in this colony trying to kind of make it work. Um, my fascination with that game, also because I was such an animal nerd, like as a kid, just made me think about games in a whole new way, right? Because it was the first time I think I made the connections of they're portraying something real and like I get to interact with it and, you know, I get to feel like I'm a part of this colony. Um, and I think that was that game kind of grabbed me in that way. That's cool. It's kind of it's kind of has some board game qualities. If I remember feeling, so that I'm way not familiar that with it, but it sounds like it. I, I remember see seeing it. that game on the end cap at some, probably like Comp USA <laughs> when I was okay. Okay. Ooh, Comp yeah, USA okay. solid. <laughs> <laughs> Ants. Mm, what's this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's 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 interesting. That's an interesting premise for uh, an early computer game. For yeah, sure. yeah. I, I mean, I and I. So I I mentioned that I think, and it it matters a lot for this podcast. But it was also my connection that like games could be good representations of real world things, right. and that's what I bring to a lot of my games, and in yeah. particular, the stuff that we release from Colorway. So is that something that you kind of also took with you is that games could be better about being more representative of real world things? I mean, and in general, like that's what, that's what gaming consistently like strives for. Mm. Like the early, like ping pong was tennis and, you know, we have tennis games that were on the NES that were pretty cool, but like we're always trying to get closer. Um, so I think that that hasn't ever been far from my mind in terms of what games could do. Uh, they could also be fantastical and ridiculous. Um, but I, I just love the connection to like the realities that people are living and getting to like be a part of that. So it sounds like a part of what draws you to game design as an activity is that dimension of simulation, like the, the, the sort of like the impulse to simulate, right, and to figure out how how to recreate uh, something in um, altered form or mediated form that approximates uh, a real subject or a real experience. Is yeah. That, is that, would that be fair? That's, that's really fair. Um, and I think now sort of recognizing that is like part of the key sort of benefit that I bring to the table is mm -hmm. often just like I'm just kind of aggressive about it. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. I, I want it um, and I think... Uh, I think there's, yeah, there's really cool. I think that's where good game design lives is when you can find a way to make something fun and really, really do a good job of representing what it's about. Um, when you combine those two, like mm. that's, that's where the magic happens for me. So when you're working on a game, do you have certain things you do during your research process for being able to accurately represent whatever subject matter you are you're striving to do so yeah um the probably the biggest one for me is uh i trust the experts because <laughs> i am not one uh in a lot of the things that i want to make games about um and i think 
you know, the the opportunities and the games that I'm pursuing now are all kind of like that, where it's not an idea necessarily that I have. Uh, it's something that I want to make a game about, a topic. Um, and I can approach people either in the industry or not in the industry who like are experts and who have experience in that. Um, and that, I think, and just leaning into that, like from the beginning of the process, because so often I feel like that is too started too far in the process mm-hmm. um, for it to matter in the ways that I think it should matter. So when you're working on something like Rap Gods, right, a game about being a aspiring rapper, right, and, yeah. and, and you're you're establishing yourself in in your rap career and yeah. you're discovering your style and all this kind of stuff in this game. Um, who are the experts that you're consulting with? And that was the beautiful part about Rap Gods and its existence is because we were the experts. Hmm. It was me and my brother, and he is a few years older than me and was really present and a teenager as hip-hop was developing. Hmm. And so has been there from the beginning and has followed and loved and had you know, bought all the records and listened to the, all the music um, and has it so ingrained in him that that's what I was pulling from. And it was his idea from the beginning. So I kind of knew that's how it was going to go. Uh, but we have friends who produce and rap. And so it was never difficult for us uh, to kind of like get what we needed out of it, um, out of our community, because that's, that's just who we were. Um, and so understanding and kind of branding ourselves and making sure that hip-hop is a part of it because that's just a part of who we were so so every game i feel like is is gonna have some connection in some way do you play basketball i did a ton (laughs) (laughs) i was actually i was like hmm i wonder if i've played ten thousand hours worth of basketball wow uh, in in my i mean it was just what you did literally my house if you're at my house you're sitting in the window and looking at the basketball court across the street and so um we had i probably didn't play there as much as i could have because it was kind of busy but um yeah i just always had access to it um i don't know if i hit ten thousand hours with my (laughs) rough calculation but if you add basketball video games into that Uh i bet i would hit ten thousand sure 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 so are you yeah. are you for um, Critical Care, the other game that that um, Colorway Games is publishing right now? Mm-hmm. It's about treating patients in the ICU. Mm-hmm. Are you a co-designer on that? Yeah, I am. Uh, so that one has an interesting story where the the doctor uh, Lakshman Swami he came to me with the idea um, because I was offering just like board game development consulting at the time. Mm. Um, and so he's like, I've never done this before. I need help. And yeah, I just jumped into that project, but I just loved, he had, he had the, that thing in his mind too. He Mm -hmm. was like, this is my job. I want to make it representative of that. And so I just saw that at the core, like the first thing that he showed me and I was like, okay, this is cool. Um, so yeah, we basically kind of co-designed that to the, to the finish line. Uh, we brought on another physician to help out too. So we have three co-designers and the experts are the majority on that game. So that, that feels cool to me too. It's like, I get to, you know, sort of like 
and I'm I'm kind of teaching them game design the entire time uh, in a very haphazard way, I'm sure. Uh, but they are now more people of color who come from different backgrounds who are now game designers. And so, like, I think in the ways that I used to, you know, kind of be noisy about making diversity happen, I'm trying to do it in a lot of these small behind the scenes, like more subtle ways. I feel like that's what's really effective. So the Steve and I met you and your your crew yeah. at um, at Gen Con this year. So we well, didn't we meet missed you. you. We actually. missed you. Yeah. 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 You're yes. busy, I guess. Yeah, you're yeah, you're yeah. doing pretty, something pretty at Gen busy. Con. Moving and shaking. Yeah. Uh, Gen Con for those listeners we, have heard. Yes. Are about our experience at Gen yeah. Con. Uh, but we did swing by the colorway booth and had a wonderful time. I t- walked away with a squishy basketball, which I was yeah. very pleased to see. I'm a big basketball fan. I have not played basketball since regularly since I was about 10 years old. I did play quite a bit as a child, but then it was all PlayStation and, and 2K. That was the <laughs> that was where I lived. Um, but I was immediately drawn to hoop, hoop gods, and I thought, oh, what a cool idea. I mean, I'm sure there are other basketball games, but I couldn't think of one off the top of my head that I'd seen in tabletop format. I thought, this is really cool, and I was really drawn to, like, the aesthetic of the game, the way that it had a unique visual style that also communicated a kind of voice and like expressiveness about the sport and what it feels like to play, not just like X's and O's, you know? Um, And so we were just sort of like, you know, in the chaos of the exhibit hall, we're like, what is this game, you know? And so we stopped by, so we were really excited about that game. I can't wait to get get my copy uh, when it arrives um, and to hopefully play that one as well. Um, I liked, I liked, I was immediately drawn to the, since we're talking about so much in this conversation, representation that you have, it's a game about a physical activity and you have different physical abilities being represented mm. by the players of that game, which is it's great to see that, you know, that, that everybody can be a hoop God. That's right. Yeah. Uh, in, in, in that world, that's kind of what I wanted, right? Like I, that's the one thing you start making games, you get to create universes. Uh, so that's in that universe, in the God's universe, anybody can do whatever they want, mm. right? And yeah. there's no easier way to do that than to just put it into the game. That's, I think, a beautiful line there. I'd like to just reflect on one more time, you know, just this I- idea of you can do anything you want in your game designs and, um, it's it's funny how trapped we are in mm. conventions and it's refreshing right. to see folks like you breaking those conventions and and using that freedom to create beautiful things for for all kinds of people yeah i like making fun things and and breaking rules so <laughs> We got a little sidetracked there. What yeah, I wanted did. to say about- I was about, just excited about recounting my, yeah. my experience yeah. at the Cutaway Games uh, um, booth. The, the, uh, the thing I wanted to say about my experience at Gen Con, meeting uh, Lakshman at the, at the booth, was that he was so stoked to be there, right? He was like, yeah, yeah. like, like head over heels to be a game designer, to be sharing his work as a professional in the ICU. And so just on that level- Right, your 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 work with Colorway Games is empowering people to be proud of yeah. who they are and what they do and the, the exciting things that they they yeah. bring to this world. He and he he was super excited and and honestly, like that's all all of that is is kind of a, a part of our process working together. Like so much of it is is yeah, working on the game and designing the game, but a lot of it for for the both of us, I think, like our relationship uh, in and learning 
you know, how to support each other in this work and in this industry. And I think I needed, you know, him to have an experience at a convention, really, to kind of understand the people he was connecting with. And, and I think it was a game changer. Uh, it really was. And I'm sure you could talk to him about it. He'll, he'll what a, what, what, a con- like. what a convention to start him on. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. I was like, it is the biggest one in yeah, North America, yeah, I think. Yeah, so uh, we're going to have a great time. Yeah, yeah. I, I laid that out for my team early on. Yeah. It was like, you know, we, we weren't at the point where we were going to be selling anything. I was just like, we we can go there and we can have a good time. Like we have enough people uh, to go and have a good time and just get people excited about the games yeah. uh, because we we think they're super cool. And honestly, you know, I'm I'm so much prouder of where they are now, just having to like stop and step back and, and try to get them to the finish line. But like really wanting to make the games that I want to make and now looking at it like it is something that I'm proud of. It is something and I'm like ready to scream at everyone because they're they're coming soon and and, and it, we're getting to that point where we're like very excited and anxious yeah. to have it happen. So when you're setting up for something like that, right, it's a big public event. You're communicating a lot of information to a lot of people about who you are and what you do. How are you thinking about that message, right? What is the what what is the message you want to communicate with Colorway Games and the games that you're you're producing? Um, I mean, honestly, the the Colorway Game Labs in the name. So, Colorway is a sneaker term. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, it basically just means the the variety and the style of and the way that the colors are set up on the shoe. Um, oh, and so I did, you have, I did not know that. You have like a single shoe, but it has various colorways. Um, oh, and I see. so yeah. the, we're sneakerheads, so it's just a part of our lexicon. Uh, so we're called Colorway Game Labs because obviously sneaker culture represents uh, a lot of hip hop culture. Um, but also because that term to me and that concept of just like, you can have so many different varieties and so many different types and they all can be equally valuable and beautiful in their own way. Like that idea mm-hmm. is something that I'm trying to present with the company. It's just like we're doing black culture and hip hop inspired things and just making games that in some way highlight the black experience. And like, that's just our way of doing things, right? It's, it's colorful. It's different. Um, and we're just going to make the things that we want to see in the world and see what happens. So, yeah. Yeah, that's great. I didn't know that about the name. That's really fascinating. But I do bet, I bet, I feel like most designers have like a mental Rolodex of design ideas, right? Do you, <laughs> so you've fully realized the two, the first game that you made about hip hop and this game about basketball. Do you have a sne- squarely focused sneaker game design that you've ever thought about doing? Uh, we hmm. we have exactly two distinct sort of path that we've gone down for a sneaker game. Uh, one of them we just couldn't get excited about, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the other one is incredibly exciting, but also incredibly difficult to get mm-hmm. right. Um, so it's, it's, a, it's, it's gonna happen, <laughs> but I, I don't like know that would be a good, when like, it's uh, gonna happen. A good like living card game or something. Something that has like an evolving meta and like, you know, cause styles come and go and that kind of a thing. Yeah. 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 No, Anyways. I could, I could get that too. Yeah. What are you, what are, what are you hopeful for 
when it comes to the the games that you're working on and and the maybe the future of games generally how how are how are you hoping that colorway games can contribute to that and your own designs contribute to that and yeah um i mean i think i'm hopeful for a lot of things um and you know i'm 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 like just one person like i hope that i hope that people just can recognize that what we're saying and the work that people are doing to make the industry more welcoming and and make space for more people like it is getting better and it can get better overall i'm hoping you know because i've i've seen the difference in spaces now um and i'm hoping that it people just start to recognize that hey this is valuable it doesn't take anything away from anyone like we're we're just gonna have a bigger better community is because that's possible um whether or not people will will like recognize that soon i would love to hear more from you as much as you're willing to share just about your like process uh when you are specifically thinking like okay here's this real world thing uh like basketball i haven't played ten thousand hours maybe but it's something that i really want to represent in a game but i want to do it in a way as we were saying before it's not X's and O's or whatever, right? Um, because it strikes me that your games are very, I don't know, what's the way? Uh, you seem like a bit of a, a bit of an auteur, really, right, in your games. And this has to do also with, Ooh. like, the... <laughs> you like that? You're well, going to have to tell me what it means. <laughs> uh, it's just like a French word for author, but it's used in film theory to talk about, like, directors who control the creative process from every aspect, right? So they write the script, yeah. they are behind the camera focusing the lens, they're also working with the actors, they have this big concept vision. They might even distribute and produce the film with their own company, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Um, that strikes me as, like, part of what gives your games and the games that you've produced through Board Game Brothers and now Colorway Game Labs a really distinctive and like focused voice and feel and style. Um, so I'd be curious just to hear you riff about what that's like, because I feel like it's probably not the typical designer experience, right? Designing for your own studio. No, it's not. Um, and yeah, I don't talk about my process a lot because mm. like it's uncomfortable for me. Sure. <laughs> a little bit, just like the way that I design um, because it is a little haphazard and I find myself kind of expire, inspired and exploring things um, and, you know, breaking a lot of the rules that you're supposed to not do in game design, mm. you know, changing too many things at once. A lot of the time, you know, that becomes the challenge for me and the and the sort of the game of designing a game is like what things can I manipulate to get the outcome that I want and I'm a little bit risky in doing that mm. um, and you know sometimes I go two step forward and one step back but I find you know I, I just I, I love the or sort of organic process of just like sitting down and staring at a game for a few hours and then just like kind of tearing it apart and mm. putting it back together again in the way that I think, you know, feels right. And just like sit with that for a little bit and, you know, play it, try to get some feedback uh, and, you know, understand, again, kind of go back to my core because I always sort of have a core idea of what I want for the game at the end of it. And that changes a little bit over time, but usually it's pretty solid. I go back to that. It's like, how do I get back to that? It's like, is what I did 
fulfilling the purpose. Is there anything new or interesting that's happening mm. that I want to explore more um, and just take that and, and run with it? Um, and I do probably more internal, just like testing. Mm. It's just like just me. Um, then I think a lot of people do probably way more just like outward testing. Um, but game design is just a little bit intimate for me so that spending that time with it is, I think, just more powerful to me, just mm. like as a designer when it comes at the end of the day, like it feels like it was so much more me in it um, mm. because maybe I don't have as much influence from a lot of other people. Uh, and I, I think I did that for a lot of reasons. Some of the early sort of feedback playtesting events that, um, I was doing in the industry, and this is not necessarily a great story. Um, but I was hearing feedback some of the time when I was, to, you know, at the end of a convention or at the end of a night, um, that my games weren't doing things properly, um, and some of that feedback was just not within my perspective to accept, right? Mm. Like the thing that I was doing, um, and, and a lot of it was about risk aversion and, and chance. Um, and a lot of things I was doing were just like, I like chance, I like rolling the dice, and I feel like that element of just like risk taking and just having to kind of not know where you're going to end up and just go with it uh, and not really having a backup plan or, you know, that experience for me has been poignant and like mm. what made me the person who I am. And so I put that in my games. Like I want those moments where you have to risk it all and there's nothing you know, stopping you necessarily except the dice. Uh, and it hurts sometimes, but like you don't have control. Like that piece of gameplay was so important to me. And just sort of hearing consistent feedback. And I'm like, you know, it's it's one thing to be able to get feedback that, you know, is useful and helpful and like makes a better game. But I think there was maybe too often I was just hearing feedback that was so different from my experience of what I would want out of a game. And so maybe made me somewhat of a, a design recluse in that <laughs> way, um, which I'm, I'm not angry about, but like it, it just feels like a, like a little bit of a harder process. I, I'd go out on a limb and say that that's one reason why S Steve and I walking through the gigantic vendor hall at Gen Con stop and pause and linger over the games at the table in in colorway game labs booth is that is that in the sea of convention mm -hmm. not the, not the, the gen con the, convention the double sense of the word right yeah. in, in the, the in sea the of industry conventions right yeah. in the conventions that exist for game designs right um it stands out as like a it, I mean, it's almost a sort of like creative I'll say artistic achievement uh, to create a game that that does not necessarily just reestablish those those conventions and and reuse them. You sure? There, I mean, a, a, a game on a tabletop is in an, in and of itself a convention, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. But uh, and there and you're definitely using some. But 
you're not, I, I, I really, I think, again, I'm refreshed by hearing that you're just like, you know what, I'm going to do it the way that I think it, it's fun for me and the way it's reflective of my experiences. And, and I think that that connects right back to the subject matter that you're, you're portraying. In your yeah. Games. I mean, and it was for me also redefining like, what is the goal of the games? And like, if it's not, you know, trying to get, make it to the top of the BGG list, if it's not that, then what is it? Because if it was that, then there's a particular type of game that I would need to make. But if it's not that, then what is it? Mm. And my answer ended up basically being like, I want games that do break the mold. Like I want games, I want to make things that I don't see and I'm going to try my best to like respect those ideas kind of in the perspective that they're coming from um, and not water them down too much uh, or, or have them be too influenced by, by sort of outside perspective. Maybe a little bit of a chicken and egg question, but so is that is that what made you decide to move into publishing to kind of honor that drive in your own creative vision, or and you thought, well, if I if if I take this on as well, then I can always be like holding that fidelity to that impulse, or was it sort of both at once, or how did that develop for you? Um, the we started publishing because, yeah, it. It wasn't exactly tied to that. I, I didn't understand it the same way. Okay. But especially my brother is the artist and illustrator. Mm-hmm. And Hamu has uh, such a unique style and always has. Uh, also because he was never classically trained. He just taught himself. And he's just been drawing you know, his entire life. Uh, and has a style that is just wild because of it. And so I just let him embrace that. Like That was a part of our relationship too was me just being like yeah i'm just gonna let you do it and i'm gonna give you a little feedback but like whatever you say goes in some ways does he do layout design too um a little bit so i i have to help with that because so much of that is functional um so i kind of have to have a little bit more it's a different skill set yeah involved with that um but he he just makes it all look nice um and we redesign stuff a lot because you know we understand things a little bit different we want to give a slightly different perspective than we Mm -hmm. thought we were getting our scoreboard which is funny for hoop guys has changed like three times (laughs) uh actually it might be four now like completely different components you have a scoreboard for how many times you change the scoreboard (laughs) exactly (laughs) um but it's cool because you know we finally got to something that both looks cool has the table presence that we wanted, not Mm. just sitting on the table. Functionally is kind of the most interesting uh, that we could do. And I don't know, it's just like, it it checks all the boxes now. Mm. Um, And that part is so hard when you're creating just the physical components themselves. That part is so hard. And that was the thing I think we didn't understand. There was gonna be so much challenges behind but that just that letting go and like having that creative process. Yeah. So it's also deeply is. collaborative for you, right? Oh, in 100%. Terms of these two games. I don't know that yeah. I could make a game just on my own um, mm-hmm. because I'm so influenced. Like, Hoop Gods was my brother's game. Like, I was influenced by everything he was feeding me. Um, 
Rap Gods actually was more his game, and uh, Critical Care is really Lakshman's game. So I like mm. feed off of that, yeah. and that's that's how I make I think the coolest games. I'm feeding off of other people. That's a that's a great energy to leverage. So now that you've settled on the scoreboard and it's it's good, it's working and it looks good. It's tight, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what are you moving on to now? Can you give us a little preview of what you're working on? Ooh, how far in the future do you want well, to go? <laughs> how about just like you know the last? What'd you work on this week? What do you, what's what's the project? Um, yeah, so uh, Dark Quarter is the project. Um, we're still, you know, finishing up some hoop gods, some critical care, uh, but that's been the thing I've had to put the most brain energy on. Uh, again, working through that scenario and really like understanding what that is. Um, I've been also. Uh, I just, I guess, I can mention that. Yeah, I'm, please do. I'm signing a, a contract. Um, in the next couple of weeks, you know, they get there when they get there, uh, for my first RPG. Oh, so, cool. Um, yeah, Colorway is going to uh, partner up with uh, another company. I won't say yet, but... There's some um, NDAs yet to be signed <laughs> there. Maybe. It's just not final until yeah. it's yeah, final. Sure, you know, sure. I, I, I like to respect those things. Um, yeah, partnering up for, for our first book. So that's oh, exciting, awesome. too, um, to kind of just be in an entirely different design headspace. Can you give a sneak peek of the world that you'll be um, I can there? give you a little bit. I'll give you this, the sneakiest of peeks. Yeah, just okay. to, don't go too far. Just, just enough. Just enough. Um, it is an Afrofuturist world, uh, very influenced by hip-hop, that, uh, and, and the game and the world and the... I guess your existence is is really about companionship in that world. Awesome. Um, so that's and trust; those mm. two things really drive drive the game. So that's great. Um, Role yeah. playing is all about trust, really, yeah. right? So that's great. That's absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> all right, we'll probably know further. Yeah, but, right. but, we'll, but we'll we'll we're on that. the edge of our seats. Yeah. We're on the edge of our seats. Cool. Yeah. So, um, what do you what do you most excited about then and all you know not necessarily in these projects but in the the sort of future of tabletop i know it's a it's a little different from my question before um you know that that what are you hopeful for but like what are you what are you excited about what you know what are you what are you maybe playing that you're really inspired by what what's what's the next greatest thing for you here um i mean i think what i'm experiencing and seeing just like in in tabletop content and the community and the things we're embracing just the expansiveness of it all right now Mm. like the way that actual plays and streams have you know just done a lot to create a bigger wider community um which is creating a lot of I think very exceptional content and because it's so different people are doing all sorts of weird things with games now and in and you know there's more gaming music and cosplay and all the extensions of that um and you know have people the fan art like and you could take it in so many directions um and and now we're seeing merch and clothing and fashion Mm -hmm. that's you know going to be i think just watching that expansion and watching tabletop specifically enter into all of these things is is most exciting to me because honestly like that's what i want to be doing is creating gaming content that just has a bunch of wacky things in it and and influences and so um and that's really yeah that's kind of the direction i'm going in that's i'm doing 
I love that word, auteur. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think it's apt. I think it's yeah. apt. Well, it's, it, as you said before, you're, it's a collaboration with your brother, right? So it's more, maybe it's like a Powell and Pressburger situation, <laughs> two English filmmakers who yeah, worked together for, and, for many years. I'm trying to make, yeah, something that's a little even bigger than that, mm-hmm. too. Just bringing in more music, um, bringing in, I have puppets. Oh, I saw oh, that. Oh, I, saw I didn't that. Yeah. They're amazing. They're coming together. Um, and their personalities because that was one thing I realized going into kind of playing around with puppets is they need personalities. And so I have to figure out what that is before I can kind of show anybody. You, you know? have a you have a music project too, right? Yeah. Um I have uh my sort of most serious music project right now uh is the tabletop rap game project. And so that that was another one of my creative outlets that I needed. I needed to be able to make music and games on a regular basis just like formalize that for myself um and so that's what i've been doing i've been doing monthly releases of it's super simple and i kind of time box myself for how much time you know i can spend on it um smart practice yeah but Mm -hmm. i make a game and uh uh, like a one-page RPG usually, or a one-page board game. I've, I've got some variation in there. And a song. And they sort of go together. They sort of have a theme. I make album art because that's ridiculously one of my favorite things to do is just Sweet. make album art. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I just drop that on my Ko-Fi. Uh, and so it's not that many people who get to see that, but it it just works as a great outlet. I feel like it should be common practice for every board game to have a a, a soundtrack. Yeah, like why are, or just why like is a, this not a broader like, transmedia package that like goes with it. Like, <laughs> I'm not mad about it. We do <laughs> have know, a Spotify the rap and playlist. Like, you know, out the graphic there. accompanying no, graphic novel. Actually, didn't you didn't mind management? Yeah. Um, came with its vinyl. Come a, with a, a, a record vinyl. and a comic book and or something like this. Yeah. So there are, it has happened. I suppose. I'm like but, scared yeah. to crack into that game, but yeah. Um, it, it, I would love to have like a vinyl record inside every game box that I can yeah, be great. Play. Yeah. Look. I'm I'm here for ideas. <laughs> I don't I don't let anything uh, uh, get yeah, pushed I mean, under the table. Or make it just like yeah, so many so many things. You know, merch. I think if if this ever happens, please put us first on the list for the limited edition colorway sneakers that are going to be produced. Yeah, no, we would love um, to do those. I I guarantee you, my brother has yeah. drawn several already. That would be incredible. <laughs> Um, so should we do a rapid fire thing now? So we had this idea. Maybe we'll cut it. Maybe it'll be really cheesy. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, but we thought we'd just ask you and everyone else we interview for these things in the future, since you're the first guest, yeah. uh, a series of rapid fire questions and just get your answers. It could be like a couple lines. Yeah, of, like of one word response. answers or two, you know one sentence answers. Go as, go as deep as you want to. Go deep as you want to. Yeah. All right. So we're going we're gonna to give you some, some rapid fire questions now. Are you ready for this? I think so. What was the last game you played? Wonderland's War. Oh, was it good? I wanted to play it. Fantastic. Yeah. I finally got it to the table. It's it really cool. good. Yeah, it looked really cool. I, I really want to try it too. What's your favorite game? Arcadia Quest. Okay. Okay. Still, nothing's knocked it out of that spot yet. <laughs> All right. This, this may be the same, but I doubt it. What's the best game you've ever played? Ooh, that's tough. It's going to be a small game. I am going to say Scout. 
Oh, interesting. I've oh never God, played no Scout. Scout. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's from Oink Games. What year is it? Oh, it's it's relatively new, and it just broke my little tiny design brain in a way that I'm <laughs> not oh, wow. even See, this okay is the talking about. Sub, a subtexter, um, what, ulterior motive is now we're getting a list of amazing games. Yeah, that we can, yeah, we can play um, So what do we need more of in our board games? Ooh, what do we need more of? I think, I don't know. That's a great question, very specifically. Um, It could be design. It could be... We need more cards. Oh, I know the answer. (laughs) Money. Mm. (laughs) We need more money in board games. That has been uh, probably the hardest thing about getting into games and trying to encourage more people to get into it. That part isn't easy. What do we need less of? I'm going to say it because... I think it's right. Um, I only partially agree with it, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> uh, licenses. Mm. What do you mean? By, what do you mean like by that? for IP? You mean? For yeah, IP. IP. Yeah, so less IP generally. Yeah. Okay. Mm. So you want original content? I think the ratio could be, could be uh, yeah, yeah sure. a little mm. better. What's your dream dream meeple shape? So like you can have a meeple in the shape of anything. What would it be? I would say. A sneaker, obviously. A sneaker. Yeah. Perfect. I yeah. almost went away from a sneaker, and I was like, actually, no, that's the one I want. It's It reminds me of the uh, Monopoly shoe. Oh, also. right. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. If you could play any subject matter as a game, what would that subject matter be? You know, it's going to be the thing that I think is really hard and mm. interesting. Yeah, good. To maybe make a game about glass blowing. Oh, oh wow, that does seem hard. I, I don't know do if that. I've and seen I'm it. Kind of terrified of it. Yeah, but I want it to be about the process. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. Oh, it would be amazing on the table. It would be so colorful, all the different shapes and things. Yeah, I think you could do a lot with that. Yeah, I love, I love the idea of like little, um, like slabs of of un unshapen glass that you have to like turn in. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. I got it. Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, yeah you feeling me? All right. <laughs> if you could take any game that you have played or that does exist and adapt it into a different form, like a film or a novel or a stage play, or maybe just a tone poem, what would it be? Mm. What What would the game be, and what, what would, would the this form be? media be? So if I could take a game. And we're going outward from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Honestly, Spirit Island. Oh, okay. Oh, Adapted really? as. I, I would love to see, a Spirit Island TV series. Oh. Animated, or live action. I would guess animated. Because I really want the the spirits mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to be crucial yeah that would be cool like yeah i think that would be awesome for those of you who don't know this is a game where you are spirits on an island Mm -hmm. and trying to keep away is it a colonist entity yeah they're like the settlers Mm -hmm. of Catan. it's like it's like a it's a pretty pointed nod to like hey you know that island of Catan? like what if we were (laughs) the island and we yeah um it's cool game it's really it's a really intense game actually pretty heavy it is intense i like crunchy love it i can play it with like two people (laughs) oh wow yeah um Okay, that was my question, right? So back to you. Dice or cards? Dice. 
I know. Sweet. Yeah, after the discussion of uncertainty yeah. and risk, I was like, oh, he's definitely going dice later. Just yeah. give me a game yeah. with, with 20 dice I can roll and do something with. I'm happy. Period. That's pretty cool. That was the last one, right? Oh, no, we have one more. If you could give one piece of advice to aspiring designers who are interested in creating board games, what would it be? Mm, that one's really hard. I know. It's a little <laughs> contrived. It's, but it's imagine hard. you just have, yeah. you know... Well, it's it's one, a thing. You're like, passing by on a moving train. I, you just shout one thing. What would it be? <laughs> I I have to do this on kind of a weird yeah. regular basis, which is funny. Like I have a text message yeah. sitting right now from somebody who's just like oh. just starting and kind mm. of like putting themselves out there, and I don't know what I'm going to tell them. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, no, I think it doesn't have to be the only piece of advice. You'll yeah, yeah, advice. yeah. What's what is but one important first... piece of advice mm. that you would give? Yeah, that's probably a better framework. I feel like I've heard a version of this somewhere, um, but it is, I guess, also something that I've just adapted to and enjoyed. Um, But, like, I think I would say that all feedback is not good feedback, but all feedback is useful feedback. It's good. I mean, you're going to get feedback, right, Yeah. as a designer. Yeah, and good or bad, it's always useful. It's always useful, so. Yeah. And That's good. I think one more question just for this one, because we're in Durham and we were talking basketball. Duke or UNC? Oh, man, I'm going to get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Which is literally what everybody who has to answer this question yeah, says yeah, yeah, in yeah. either yeah. of these towns. Well, you don't have to answer it. Um, I'm... Uh, I, I I'm this is the first I'm time g- I've ever been here, so I don't really. Well, I, I I have I'm in the I have the luxury of like not really having a choice, and it's just sort of like, well, I don't work there, I work here. So yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say UNC. Right oh, answer. Right. No, I'm okay. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, thank you for ex- going through our rapid fire questions. Yeah. Thank and you for thank you so much for joining us. Joining yeah. us for talking uh, about design and games and all the things you care about. Yeah. For those of you listening, go check out at least colorwaygamelabs.org mm-hmm. dot com dot com mm-hmm. uh, check out Akilaverse yeah that's me and uh, everything yeah. I'm doing and do you have a Twitter else. handle uh, that's it it's Akilaverse oh that's Akilaverse. it okay mm-hmm. okay no wonder it jogged my memory yeah. and um, check out Hoop Gods Rap Gods Critical Care mm-hmm. all very exciting designs and and the Dark Quarter coming soon yep also Dark Marvel Quarter. Damage Control coming out oh, next year oh, too exciting beautiful and stay tuned for the uh, the full tease of whatever this RPG is. <laughs> Can't to, wait. It's about to drop. Thanks again, Amari. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, this was awesome. This Appreciate has it. been Subject Matter Tabletop. See you around the table. That's right. Mm-hmm.